Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. Have you ever noticed that Francis, at every opportunity, no matter what else is going on in the world, he takes every opportunity given to him to go after traditional Catholics with a, with a snide, silly comment here or there, and sometimes long-ranging interviews or public statements where he decries traditional Catholics as being the cause of every problem in the church in our time. He did that again this past weekend. In fact, he did it again at a time when Catholics in America, where, which is where he focuses most of his ire most of the time, Catholics in America at that same exact time were wondering if our masses were going to be disrupted by the forces of Moloch, by the servants of Moloch, by those people who are just so upset that the secular powers that be have decided that maybe the entire Moloch subject is not something the government can support anymore. Francis chose that time to go after traditional Catholics. It's an astonishing thing to have watched, and yet he did it. I'm not that surprised in hindsight, and I doubt you'll be that surprised either, but there is a total disconnect with the reality of the life of the faithful on the ground in his statement, given its timing. And it's actually kind of ironic in a way because he accuses traditional Catholics, Latin mass going Catholics, and people who want the same faith as our forebears of sowing division in the church and of not being essentially in full communion with him by implication. And when he says that, while this is going on, it reveals a lot about himself. So let's just get into this today, because this is an amazing story that we've seen time and time again, but made more amazing by the events going on at the same time Francis was issuing such a wicked statement. But first, I wanted to give a thanks to the patrons who continue to support the work of Return to Tradition. It is greatly appreciated. For like a dollar a month, they help keep these messages coming. So a big thank you to them. And if you want to join them in helping keep this work alive, you can find links to Patreon, the alternative to Patreon called Subscribestar, as well as a tip jar in the description box below, or you can hit that join button. Thanks. And now back to Francis, who seems incapable of just not taking every opportunity given to him to dunk on traditional Catholics. And he does it every single week. The most recent time he did this was at his Regina Chaley address on Sunday, where Francis the Ever-Merciful gave us all some advice that he should himself consider taking. Quote, Today we are overwhelmed by words, by the rush to always have to say something. We are afraid of silence. End quote. And look, that may sound snarky for me to say that he should consider taking his own advice, but in reality, Francis takes every opportunity to slime traditional Catholics. It's a major insecurity he has. And by all accounts, his antipathy towards traditional Catholics that he has has culminated in his having his henchmen write and release Traditionis Custodis is based not only on the growth of traditional communities and parishes in the church, but also because of the resurgence of the pre-1955 form of the Holy Week Mass. Whatever his reasoning turns out to be, and we will only find out at the general judgment most likely, Francis cannot keep his mouth shut about traditional Catholics. His Regina Chaley address was on Sunday at a time when the forces of Moloch were promising to disrupt masses across the United States, and promises were made by those same people to burn the Eucharist. 
And instead of speaking about that problem, instead of calling American bishops to support the efforts to end that wicked practice, it looks like it might actually be on its way to being ended in at least a few parts of the country. Instead of offering support to the lay faithful who might be having their masses interrupted, Francis had some harsh words for traditional Catholics again. The man can't help himself. He just is incapable of it. With more pressing issues in the church worthy of his time to address, like the material safety of the laity in America, he decided to go on the attack. Let's start with the Catholic News Agency, who ran the story with this headline. Pope Francis, it's not possible to worship God while making the liturgy a battleground. There's an irony in his statement, given that it comes from the man who issued Traditionis Custodis and spent half of 2021 going after diocesan and religious apostolic masses, and who then told the FSSP earlier this year that while they can continue offering the apostolic mass, that they had to pinch incense to the wicked in the form of con-celebrating the new mass, which many traditional priests will refuse to do. It was one of the breaking points for Archbishop Lefebvre back in the 1980s, and is a breaking point now for many young FSSP priests, I know because they've told me to my face in person. Here, Francis's words are very revealing about this. Quote, Pope Francis said Saturday that the liturgy should not be a battleground for outdated issues. I emphasize again that the liturgical life and the study of it should lead to greater church unity, not division. When the liturgical life is a bit like a banner of division, there is the stench of the devil in there, the deceiver, Pope Francis said at the Vatican on April 7th. That's a typo there. I should say May 7th. Thanks, article. Thanks a lot. Anyway, continuing. It's not possible to worship God while making the liturgy a battleground for issues that are not essential, indeed outdated issues, and to take sides state starting with the liturgy with ideologies that divide the church. End quote. Again, he said that May 7th, not April 7th. I don't know why the article didn't get that right. Anyway, at the core of the traditionalist argument for why the Apostolic Mass is superior in every way to the Novus Ordo and why the new Mass should be abandoned is this rather basic and ancient claim that the law of how we worship and pray is the law of how we live. Again, it's an old, ancient Catholic axiom you don't hear much about anymore since statistically most, most Catholics who attend Mass regularly only act and live like Catholics on Sundays when they go to Mass. That may sound harsh, but given that most Catholics support the Moloch procedure, support politicians who have pledged to keep the Moloch practice available to the Masses, it's a true statement. And we can add in support and use of chemical barriers to bringing life into the world, James Martin unions, and any other issue the Church has definitively ruled on where the Church's position is in stark opposition to that of the world. It's a night and day difference when you consider attitudes among TLM attending Catholics to Novus Ordo attending Catholics. How we worship affects how we live. It's a saying that goes back to the fathers of the church. So no, it's not an outdated battle we're having in the church over outmoded ideas. Another outlet, the once mighty tablet, which is now a hyper-modernist outlet out of the United Kingdom, brings us this from Francis's same statement. We must be open-minded, the Paca Papa says. But open-minded about what precisely? The values of the world? Let's take a look at the article. Quote, Pope Francis says the liturgical reforms of the Second Vatican Council are being resisted by groups with closed mindsets who call into question the authority of bishops to preserve the church's tradition. Francis's remarks, made during a speech to a group from the Pontifical Liturgical Institute of Sant'Anselmo in Rome, 
can be read as a defense of his decision to issue restrictions on the use of the pre-Vatican II liturgy. The Pope also hit back at those creating divisions over the liturgy, saying they were doing the devil's work. Closed mindsets use liturgical schemes to defend their own point of view, the Pope said during his address. This is the drama we are experiencing in ecclesial groups that are distancing themselves from the church, questioning the council, the authority of the bishops to preserve tradition. Liturgy is used for this, end quote. I'll remind you that one of the legs of the faith of the church is sacred tradition, and that is what he's talking about here. But it's rarely the liturgy that is used to undermine the authority of a local bishop. It's the bishop's own actions and other areas of the faith that are used to undermine his authority. Whenever a bishop has his authority questioned by the traditional Catholics, it's because he's done it to himself by going after good priests regardless of if those priests offer the new mass or the apostolic mass. His authority is questioned when he aligns himself with Caesar and the values of Caesar. His authority is questioned when he invites Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church into his diocese to disregard and undermine the teachings of the church that are clearly enumerated in sacred scripture and then and going back to sacred scripture over 2,000 years of tradition. It's not traditional Catholics undermining the authority of bishops. It's the bishops themselves that do it to themselves. But since Francis has himself done all of those things, he is incapable of seeing what it is he accuses us of all doing since he does them himself on a grander scale than the likes of Supich or Coco Palmiero or any of the other more wicked prelates. But the tablet does include the crux of Francis's argument. He is afraid that the growth of the traditional movement will lead to an attempt to reverse Vatican II and its so-called reforms, which Francis says is impossible to do. He's wrong on that as well. It's not impossible if a, if a future council deems that Vatican II erred or if a future pontiff deems such. From the article, quote, the Pope warned about the danger of formalism and excessive focus on externals and particular rubrics, which can be seen among groups dedicated to the pre-Vatican II liturgy. I would like to underline the danger, the temptation of liturgical formalism, going after forms, formalities, rather than reality, as we see today in those movements that try to go backwards and deny the Second Vatican Council. Francis explained, adding that this means the celebration is recitation. It is something without life, without joy. While the liturgical reforms of the council have been largely accepted by Catholics globally, a small number of groups have continued to forcefully argue for the pre-Vatican II liturgy. Francis, however, has described the post-conciliar reforms as irreversible. The Pope has also said that the concessions to allow those celebrations offered by both John Paul II and Benedict XVI had been used to encourage disagreements that injure the church, block her path, and expose her to the peril of division. In his latest speech, Francis described division over the liturgy as motivated by the devil. When liturgical life is a banner of division, there's the smell of the devil in there, the deceiver, he said. It is not possible to worship God and at the same time make the liturgy a battleground for issues that are not essential, end quote. And yes, I know I used that same sentence a couple of times now, but it's such a magnificent thing he's saying, or magnificently revealing at any rate, that it had to be brought back. But remember, according to Francis, in all his mercy, he has declared that if you want the same faith, the same church as our forebears, you are doing the work of the devil. Francis and his hirelings have stated numerous times that the church is a new church after the council, a different religion than what came before. They've said that the forms of worship from before the council are not compatible with the faith after the council. He has said that. His hirelings have said that. 
and they are the one who are actually stoking division, even though he alleges that it's you and I doing so. The story even got attention from the secular media, if you can actually believe it. From ABC News, we get this headline. Pope decries divisions caused by old school liturgy fans. Pope Francis has harsh words for those who hew to old school versions of the liturgy, like the Latin Mass, saying they are sowing divisions among Catholics. They published this article the same day that the servants of Moloch were promising to disrupt masses on Sunday, which I don't think is coincidental timing at all. I almost think that that ABC News was subtly trying to point to us (laughs) for them to see that. It's odd for the secular media to even notice that we as traditional Catholics exist, since they don't generally talk about the church much unless Francis is doing something that aligns with the goals and programs of the secular authorities, or, you know, if they have the opportunity to undermine the church in some other way. But here's the main takeaway from the article, and I think this is actually at the core of why Francis is saying this. Quote, Francis pressed his papacy's battle against traditionalists, whose prominent members include some ultra-conservative cardinals. They had resisted restrictions imposed last year by the Vatican on celebrations of the Old Mass in Latin in St. Peter's Basilica, and more generally, for years have disparaged the modernizing reforms of the Second Vatican Council in the 1960s. Last year, two prominent cardinals questioned the legitimacy of a Vatican decree placing restrictions on the celebration of the Old Latin Mass in St. Peter's Basilica and forbidding private Masses in its side chapels. Such traditionalists have openly voiced hostility to Francis. The retired chief of the Vatican's doctrinal orthodoxy office, German Cardinal Gerhard Mueller, contended that no one was obliged to obey that decree. U.S. Cardinal Raymond Burke, who was given the heave-ho by Francis early in his papacy from a Vatican post, called for the decree to be scrapped. End quote. They wove those words throughout Francis's calls for unity that I quoted from other articles, but it's clear that the writer for ABC had secular political intentions behind writing this article, and I'd not be surprised in the slightest if it was connected to the big secular news from the court earlier this week, or as I suggested before that quote, they were pointing the servants of Moloch towards traditional parishes. I don't, I don't know, this statement from Francis was really quite extraordinary. Yes, he has said this kind of thing before many times, but the timing of this is what really is eyebrow-raising. Any Catholic who went to Mass on Sunday was at least aware that there was a chance that the servants of Moloch were going to come bursting through the parish doors and try to get to the altar to make some big public statement about big secular issues that they placed the blame on for not going their way at the feet of Catholics. Typical laymen and laywomen. Some promised to desecrate the Eucharist publicly. And then nothing really happened on Sunday except at one parish and then Saturday night at one or two other places. It was a really underwhelming response from the servants of Moloch, but don't rest on our laurels here because they promised to do it also this coming weekend on the 15th. So be vigilant this weekend as well. But I'm curious what you thought of this in the, so let me know in the comments what you thought because it really does look like Francis is just incapable of taking the opportunity that is before him to talk about pressing issues that would actually bring some unity to Catholics, and instead takes that opportunity to go after traditional Catholics, who at the core of what we want is simply the same faith as our forebears, and for the church to behave in the world the way that it did with our forebears. 
that it would actually stand in opposition to the evil whims of the world. You may have noticed, in light of the, you know, rumored happenings with the court this past week or so, the American bishops have remained silent. That's a scandal, and it should be treated as such. And Francis might want to, you know, intervene with them and say, hey, guys, this is actually something very important. Why haven't you issued any real support? But most of them haven't. Most of them have remained silent. And that silence is deafening. So let me know what you thought of all this in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. And again, thanks to the patrons of the channel for continuing to support the work of Return to Tradition. It's greatly appreciated. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.